lending limitations on different types of homes. So let's get into it. I'm here with Jill Paddock, the leading agent for the Tom J. Krieger team here in Tucson, Arizona. Jill, what I want to talk about today, and a lot of people don't really know that different houses, types of housing, mm-hmm. require different types of lending or can't have the same type of lending on them as maybe a standard home. So let's kind of go through that. This is going to be pretty simple. I just has, I have a list of the types and styles of homes, and we're going to get into your experience when it comes to lending on these properties. Now, everybody, Jill is not a lender. This is from a real estate agent's perspective, okay? So I'm going to go out and buy a condo. Uh, You're going to be my agent. You're going to represent me like you always do. You're going to get me the best possible deal in the best possible time. Now we get into the offers accepted. What do I need to know about getting lending for a condo? So hopefully we would have had this conversation ahead of time, Um, but we want to make sure if your condo, number one, even qualifies for lending. There's a couple condo communities here in Tucson that no longer qualify for lending due to very high assessments that have been put on each of the units. Um, So that means they can't even get conventional, like traditional financing on them. Other things, if you're looking for an FHA or a VA loan, those are a little bit harder to get accepted on condo communities. There is a way to check it. So it's something that you can know before you fall in love with the place. Before you go and look at it, I would check to make sure the community is accepted under FHA or VA. Um, Whether or not it is has a lot to do with several different things. Um, Number one, the number of owner-occupied versus the number of renters in the community, the amount that they have in reserves, Um, It can have to do with how many people own the units. So if there is one person or group that owns too many of the units, it can throw the ratio over. But those are some of the basic things that will qualify or allow it to qualify for FHA or VA. Now, that being said, just because it doesn't doesn't mean you couldn't get it to, but there's a whole lot of extra steps involved in that. So... um, Quickest and easiest, though, is to just check and see. And your your lender, actually, if you give them the community or your agent, can look it up and let you know. Okay. So when you say look it up and they know about it, is there like a website or something like that that the general public can go to? There or is, is. it more for the lenders? Uh, no, it's anybody can access it. Um, we can actually link it here below if you'd like. And it's just you, whichever loan type you have, you type in the name of the community. You can actually just type in the, the city um, and the state, and it can give you all of the communities that are accepted. Or you can look it up by specific community. Awesome. Okay. So let's move down to another type of home, a a different type of home. is a manufactured Mm -hmm. home. Now, we're not talking about the homes that are on wheels because we know that you can't get lending on there because they're not real property. They're not affixed to the ground, meaning they can't be moved. Um, But that's the type we're looking at, manufactured home that are affixed to the ground. What about lending for those homes? So lending is a little bit more stringent than on a traditional single-family home. Um, A manufactured home that is older than 1976 is not, in general, going to be able to get lending. Um, You'd have to go to private funding for that. Uh, So 1976 is kind of the, the year to stay at or above. And then there are some other restrictions that can vary by lender. For instance, some lenders will not allow single wide homes, they will require double or larger. Um, And then after that, 
the lender's not going to allow you to have any major modifications to the home. So you can't have like an addition on the home or you can't have a, um, like a patio area that's like attached to the home, things like that. In addition, you're going to have another inspection involved, which is an engineering certificate to make sure that it is affixed properly to the ground. So those are kind of some guidelines. Again, if you're interested in manufactured, um, you know, just make sure that it's it's going to meet your lender standards. Okay, great. Now, you made a comment about additions to the house. What about a freestanding two-car garage? You could be able to have that there, right? Just something not attached to the building itself, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, it wonderful. just cannot be in any way attached, like drilled into the home, I guess. Maybe okay, it's the best way it. to put it. All right, let's talk about a townhome, or sometimes here in Tucson they call them patio homes. What's what's the lending situation there? That's pretty much like a single-family home. There really isn't a lot in the way of restriction. Um, the biggest thing to keep in mind there is, whereas a condo, you're always, for the most part, pretty much always going to have um, like the roof covered and things like that. Townhomes can vary a little bit, so. With lending there, it's more about making sure you have the right insurance on it. Okay. Um, as far as requirements and things like that, that's going to be your standard requirements of you know VA, FHA, anything that they would be required on a traditional single-family home. Okay, so townhomes or patio homes have the same wall, continual wall, and there's like 30 of them in a row. Mm -hmm. Is there any restrictions as far as um, renters, the percentage of renters in that community? There is not. Um, unlike a condo community where you can get different restrictions for the number of owners who, you know, own a certain number of or a portion, percentage of the community, there is not going to be a restriction on townhomes or patio homes. Okay. Now, is that because the townhome is affixed to the ground, basically? So you're buying a piece of the ground, too? Piece. Where in a condo, you just buy an airspace, right? Yeah. In a condo, you're buying, um, you know, a portion, you're buying like one 242nd of, you know, the, the common area. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. A townhome, you actually have a piece of land that is yours from kind of top to bottom. Okay, that makes sense. So typical single family home. Typical single family home, the requirements there are just going to be your kind of what I would call your standard requirements. So FHA, VA, they're going to want to clear termite report, um, conventional, you know, that's kind of more optional to you, obviously, so long as it passes the um, appraiser standards. So there is a little bit more with VA and FHA appraisals, um, but nothing too grueling or anything like that. And your agent should be able to guide you pretty well. If you're getting financing, generally a total fixer-upper job kind of place is not going to work for you. Okay. But something that's dated shouldn't be an issue. Okay. So I've heard uh, this USDA. Does that re does that only work with like farms or barns or things like that, or how does that work? No, the USDA option is a great one that offers you the ability to buy a home with no money down. Um, the front and back end qualifications on it, as far as uh, debt to income and all of that are a little bit more stringent. And the other thing is it's not just meant for farmland. It's meant for more rural areas where they're trying to encourage population growth. Okay. So Tucson being a, you know, city you think isn't going to qualify for USDA, but there are, 
areas more on the outskirts um, or a little bit less populated areas that still do qualify for USDA. And it can be a great option for somebody who doesn't have a ton of money saved for a down payment. Oh, excellent. So let's get into some other odd things like multifamilies. Multifamilies are a great way to get involved in uh, rentals and investing while still getting your home, yourself a place to live, a home. Um, if it has five or more units, it's going to be considered a commercial property. You're going to need to get commercial lending on it. Anything four or less, you can still qualify for conventional lending. And the great thing about that is you can use the rental income to help you qualify. Okay. So a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex are fine with conventional lending. Five units or more require commercial lending. Correct. Is that usually a higher interest rate? Yes. Commercial lending is typically going to have a higher interest rate. Um, you'll have a higher interest rate if you are buying it solely as an investment property versus you living there too. Okay, perfect. Um, let's talk about land and financing on land because that's kind of an uh, down here in Tucson and greater uh, Arizona area, land is plentiful. Land is plentiful and nobody wants to lend on it. <laughs> okay. Um, so there are a few lenders uh, that will lend on just raw land. Um, it's going to require a significant down payment typically. So if you're looking at buying land um, and you have the option, your better option is to buy and build where you do more of like a construction loan that allows you to purchase the land, take draws in order to build the house you want and then refinance into a traditional mortgage at the end. Um, so I, while I don't want to tell anybody no on lending on land, just know that you're in for a little bit more of an uphill battle to find somebody that will do it. Okay. But you were saying about building a home, so like a lot, uh, a lot house package, right? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, let's talk about jumbo and luxury. So jumbo and luxury loans uh, typically end up with a, not typically, they're going to end up with a higher interest rate. Um, they are not going to be backed. There is a limit what Freddie and Fannie Mae will back. Um, and therefore, anything above that is going to be considered a jumbo or luxury loan. You're looking at additional requirements. You'll need to talk to your lender. But yeah, you are typically looking at a higher interest rate as well. Okay, great. Um, what about a co-op? I've got somebody that uh, is thinking about buying a co-op and he's... Uh, doesn't have a lot of money for down payments. How much is he going to need for down payment? He's going to have a really hard time finding lending on a co-op. Really? Yes. Uh, so a co-op, you don't exactly own anything really. Um, so finding lending on a co-op, um, getting a title company to cover a co-op, all of that is going to be really difficult. And oftentimes you're kind of stuck with whoever is managing the property to help you out there. It's maybe the best way to explain that. Definitely talk to your agent. Um, there are, of course, exceptions, and they can always point you in the right direction or if there is an additional option. But just know if you're looking for a co-op, um, because it's so gray, maybe is the best way to explain it. Okay. It's very iffy to a lender, and they're, they're not really going to want to go for that. Well, that's a lot of information, Jill. I want to thank you very much for that. If you have any questions at all about lending on certain types of uh, buildings or homes, please contact us below at the information here. Jill will be happy to help you out, obviously myself. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time and watching us. Until the next time. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. 
If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.